We're back. Hello, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge Live. It has been a long time coming. Um, and I thought what a what better opportunity to come back live is to be joined by our latest network edition of our zoo and um kind of just talk about what's uh what's going on so first of all how are you doing i guess it's afternoon so that's the other great thing is where it's kind of like this is your lunchtime or evening so it hits perfect kind of in both countries but um how are you doing today i'm doing good today has been the the first day all week that i've actually been able to concentrate on anything so that's nice <laughs> that's good <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this is like your third episode for our, our third show for the week. I mean, work, yes, I almost said working girl. <laughs> that might not be a good term there. But <laughs> yeah, I'm all over all over the network this week. I think everybody's everybody's getting a little sick of me. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. It seems like people are kind of liking the epic intro and things. Um, yes, that was kind of like a, a throwback to. Um, oops still learning all this kind of stuff. I think I'm driving at the helm myself. But uh, yes, Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple different things. We're going to kind of touch on, you know, a little bit of the news, but that was covered perfectly in yesterday's show. If you have not seen it, uh, Beyond the Blast Doors Live with Arzu, David, and Pete. They have definitely covered like hot off the press kind of stuff. We'll touch on a little bit of kind of just like more of like, because I was kind of gutted. I missed Carrie, Bur Carrie Fisher's birthday yesterday. but got some keep fun stories going. and exactly we'll just keep the party going that's what she would do but we'll also talk about some things some video game things got to talk about voodoo squadron and things like that but first of all if you are new to the show uh postcards from the galaxy's edge broadcasts from um, a canon planet every episode and so today's episode is from the planet of batu which is perfect because galaxy's edge um we usually traditionally have like a um kind of jerry our navigator from bombadcast will kind of give us some canon facts but to be honest with you we're still learning canon facts about um batu and things and actually i kind of wanted to segue that into what we, you guys were talking about on the show yesterday was that we're getting a new vr kind of game tales from a galaxy's edge but it's interesting that yoda shows up in it alive yeah. he's not a force ghost no i I think part of the timeline is supposed to be prequel era. I mm. think I don't know where I saw this, but if that's the case, then that would that would make sense. Although there's a lot of big name people showing up at this supposedly remote outpost. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's like is there going to be a little bit of a jump? Or I guess to be fair, if it's prequel era, that could still be. C-3PO and R2-D2 yeah. kind of thing. Because they are kind of like in the preview of things we got, they were showing that like Oga's Cantina is not Oga's Cantina yet. And right. they make a reference to um, Savvy, but they don't call him Savvy's workshop. It's like Savvy's like junk pile and things. So it's it's going to be interesting. And so you have yeah. the Oculus. Is it Oculus? Yeah, the Oculus. Okay. So are, are you going to get it on the 19th of November? Yes, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, probably right on on day one, because nice. I, I enjoyed the last Star Wars game on the Oculus. So brilliant. brilliant. Uh, I really want to do it. But I, I was saying to Arzu before we went live that it's like I'd have to kind of do it in a controlled setting because, um, yeah, I don't I don't think uh, with the uh, epilepsy, sometimes I can do it. Sometimes I can't. <laughs> but um 
I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and I'm, I'm really excited. But also, funny little tidbit, I believe it is coming out on the year anniversary of Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, that would that was that was that or Resistance Reborn, one of them. I know because like in November last year, we were just it was like a good month to be. Oh, November was awesome last year. Yeah, like we got Resistance Reborn and we got Jedi Fallen Order. Mandalorian was like at its prime. Like November was a great. I think Resistance Reborn was at the end of November, so I think the nineteenth was Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, that makes sense, and you would definitely know that you're the the um, book expert and. <laughs> yes. So uh, let's have a quick chat. I'm I'm so terrible about this, but I'm actually we've got eight viewers, so I'm going to say hi to people in chat. So we've got Gilster, we've got Nick, we've got Space Jesus. Hello, Space Jesus. I love that name. So I'm going to butcher this one. We got Gilanorian Saber. Sorry for butchering that. Uh, just a little podcast, and of course we've got Andy. Love Andy. So Mr. Rez cannot forget Mr. Rez. Uh, so yeah, thank you for joining us. So um, kind of the other things to talk about, we wanted to geek out a little bit about Galaxy's Edge for yes. us. So we have brought our lightsabers. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> you have to find out it's sitting on the floor because that would have yeah, been really Mine's like sitting right here, but um, I have to be careful because this could look like an Ann Summers party and I don't, I think only British people will get that. I don't know um, what that is. Look it up. I'm not going to. Oh boy. Just look up Ann Summers. Um, not right now, but yeah, it almost yeah. looks like we're about, we're about to talk about an Ann Summers party here, but um, you I did, I think I did elemental in nature for mine. Yeah, the, like the yes. wood and the yeah, well, because I love like the like the the leather grip and everything. But the interesting thing is you and I have both been to actual Galaxy's Edge, but we've been to the opposite ones. So right. you have a story about your kyber crystals. I and do. Things. So <laughs> my brother and I built lightsabers at the same time. And we both got blue kyber crystals. So you know, he was visiting me while I was living in California. So he went home and I was thinking, okay, let me surprise him and get like a green kyber crystal because he was torn between the two. And I'm like, let me get a green kyber crystal for him and I'm going to get a different one for myself. So they were sold out while we were there. So we couldn't do it at the time. And then I saw online that somebody was saying, you know, they got them back in stock, but you have to buy a holocron. And I'm like, I don't want to spend $50 per person if all I want is the crystal. So I went to Doc Ondar's the next week. And my plan had just been to quietly ask a cast member if I can just buy the crystal. Very <laughs> politely, very just sort of, hey, I'm from out of town and I can't come back again. Can I? So I go up to this cast member at Doc Anderson very quietly. I'm like, so I hear you have kyber crystals. And this guy thinks that I'm doing a bit, that I am role playing, that I'm acting like a kyber crystal smuggler. Like, I don't know what he thought I was doing. So he just like looks around for a second, goes, yeah, I got kyber crystals. And then just pulls them out of his pocket and like covertly shows them to me. And then I'm like, okay, so where, where do I get them? He's like, well, you're going to want to go up to the front and, and tell them not be like, beware. You can only get one of each color because of like some in-universe rule. I'm like, okay, thank you. So it was this whole unplanned skit. And then I wound up, I wound up getting a green one for my brother and a yellow one for myself. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> So yeah, funny story. I um when I had mine built, or when I built mine, I did blue. It's funny actually what I did. Oh my god, this is so geeky, but I'm in good company. Um, that I closed my eyes. I had an idea what I wanted, but I closed my eyes and I just let my hand land on it. 
you know when they they they, they have you yeah. like they bring them out and you choose so i just kind of closed my eyes and literally was just like okay i'm just gonna let it my hand touch and so i got a blue one um but then i know it's a blue or green i got a green one and that's what it was i actually no i don't remember it would have been a blue one because you're green yeah that's it i'm sorry i'm there so i got a blue one but then I have a plan, like it hasn't quite happened yet, but when I do game streaming, I have something called choose your side where you get to basically vote what colors are things. So I was like, well, I'm going to have the lightsaber in the back. Hasn't happened yet, obviously, but I had to buy a red crystal. And then my better half was like, well, you need another one, you know, get another one. So I was going to get a yellow one because I love Bastila Shan from Knights of the Old Republic. You know, I don't know a lot about the Guardians um, from like uh, Rebels. I think it's Rebels, not Clone Wars. Maybe yeah, they're both Guardians. the Temple Guardians. But, you know, but I was just like, OK, I'll do that. And she was just like, no one has yellow. Get get a cool one. Get a green one like Luke Skywalker. Like, <laughs> OK, yeah, fine. And then end of the Rise of Skywalker, Ray has a yellow one. And I'm just like. I just literally was just like wanting to give evils, just like really nobody cool. But you know what? Silver lining. I never, I never thought I'd buy like any of the legacy sabers. But you know what? I will buy that Ray one, and actually the Cal Kestis one. Going back to Jedi Fallen Order, the Cal Kestis one won the vote. Um, I think there's another one that also won a vote, but basically they let you kind of choose what was going to be the next one to show up to the shop and everything. And and my mate Yoshi, he, he has a friend who designed it. And like, how cool is that? That you, you know, the person who designed the lightsaber and now that lightsaber is going to be made. I'm like, yeah, like that's just nuts. So yeah, it's very, <laughs> Oh, Andy is asking. So he asks, um, do your crystals match your Jedi personalities or do you just like those colors? I got the blue one because Obi-Wan Kenobi has a blue lightsaber. Mm. That's why. The yeah. yellow one, I, I for some reason have it in my head that Ahsoka has a yellow lightsaber and then it has just a really bright green. But then at the end of Rise of Skywalker, through my tears, I'm like, well, at least my crystal matches right. <laughs> <laughs> then just that was the silver lining for about five minutes before I started. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I don't mean to keep doing this. It just keeps coming up. No, it's fa- safe space. Everyone's a safe space, you know. So it's all good. It's all good. I love it. People in the chat are like pretty much like naming like Andrew, Joshua, Nicholas. We're all like saying everyone's full names. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about the chat. Sometimes it'll be like its own conversation. I'm guilty, and I'm guilty of this too. Like when I'm like kind of when I can try to watch the shows live or whatever, like comment in it. And sometimes I think one time we were randomly having a conversation about the difference between like pants and trousers and british terminology and yeah so there's a show going on pretty much but it's it's definitely fun but yeah i would say to answer andy's question i i think mine was kind of you'll find for me everything is like very meta but there's also like three reasons in it so it was like oh yeah you know because i want to do game streams where it's gonna be i'm gonna have to either have a red or a blue and that yeah so yeah definitely but like this you notice they make different sounds when you change the yes yes Oh, it sounds like. Oh, I don't know where I went. For a second, yeah. but the, the okay, yellow one sounds like it's shaky almost. <laughs> yeah, like it's unstable. Am I back? Thing. Uh, yes, you yeah, are. Back. Like, yeah, like the other one is like very clear, like zoom, and then it turns on. But the the yellow one almost like makes a clunk noise right when you turn it on. 
Mm. That's that's what drew my attention because the blue and green aren't that different, but the yellow ones. Yeah. So next time you're at Galaxy's Edge, Shannon, you should get a yellow crystal. Well, 2022, I'm hoping. So, but I got to say, I mean, mad props to the better half. We got on Rise of the Resistance like the week it opened oh and... God she's amazing <laughs> she knows it but she's amazing but it was one of those like you had to do this virtual queue thing and people were getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning like 4 a.m queuing oh, and things like that and um we luckily went on a day where it had been raining and so a lot of the nor- not normal <laughs> the locals weren't gonna be like in the queues and things because it's been absolutely pissing it down so we were able to get into the park and get like the boarding groups but we were like boarding group 107 i'll remember it vividly i remember going immediately to a cast member it was like 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning going okay we're this boarding group do you think a couple hours and she's like oh it'll be the end of the day we're like great like we're so i don't understand why sometimes people are like oh i have to write it first thing in the day actually we were really happy we're like great we got our boarding pass we're gonna go enjoy the park we're gonna go see disney springs all sorts of stuff but um i just truly i i just yeah my reaction video is like in my personal youtube channel and it's just me like screaming and the yeah there's like a thing at the end and i wasn't expecting it <laughs> thing. so i thought i got a chance to go it was close i know because I, I was I there know. over the summer and then they opened like i know it was like oh. but and actually ironically i was there but i actually also happened to be there like when the cast was there to promote the rise of skywalker and didn't i remember like people were tweeting me and being like do you know that they're there and i was like are they you sure it's florida not california and everything and then yeah but <laughs> sitting there at beauty and the beast live kind of going they're literally just like Shut there <laughs> nah so i i wouldn't know what to say but um so no it, it's just really cool seeing a lot of things for galaxy's edge and batu's namesake and yeah. whatnot so i gotta try the sims game out i think i'm probably the only one in the network and probably in the sphere I'm so excited. I've been so, I've played The Sims since they're the beginning. Like I played it when I was in college, like because it came out really like my junior year of high school because it was like 2002. And then by like 2004, I was like a freshman and I had it like in the background kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it's I'm excited to try that. So it's cool to see Batu. But to kind of leave on like our Batu chat, this is what I think would be neat. I don't know how it's going to work, especially now in a post COVID world but i know some people were complaining that it's like oh but it's very new trilogy sequel trilogy era now obviously minus the tie epsilon and the dish on the millennium falcon what stops them from just changing the era so like for example they already have a darth maul just Get a few people to be in clone troopers, have Darth Maul walking around, have Ahsoka Tana walking around, then, you know, spread out the days. So maybe on a Monday, it's Clone Wars era. And then maybe, you know, on a Wednesday, you've already got a Darth Vader. Get a few, you know, stormtroopers, walk around. There you go. And then you know, on a Friday, your sequel trailer, you know, you could just revolve out the eras kind of thing and how cool would it be to like soon you might be able to have like Din Djarin and the child walking around Batu yeah. kind of thing and you don't have to change a lot because like Batuans or whatever <laughs> they don't have to change but obviously I don't obviously it does the I think theory. the only thing stopping them is they would have to cycle the merchandise out 
Because, like, the oh. toy stand has the... Like, hang on, where's my little guy? This is why I'm glad I... I like, this little guy. Like, they have all these handmade plush. Like, Ewoks are forever, but if it's prequel era, then you can't sell, like, the Ray doll. So you'd have to pull well, all yes, that. that's, that's the only uh, thing. Okay. Realistic. Corner because they... Because it's set very clearly on one specific day in Batu that is the epilogue to the book Black Spire. Oh, and it? also a little bit the epilogue to Crash of Fate. Yeah, because oh. I don't quite know what happens in Rise of the Resistance, but right at the end of Crash of Fate, they're like, the First Order is here and there's a battle going on overhead. I'm like, that sounds like it's Rise of the Resistance. And then on oh. the end of Black Spire, uh, Vi who's the in-universe Which spy I love, I love her. Tattoo, is, is there going, well, Kylo Ren and not Hux, sorry, Kylo Ren is coming with his stormtroopers. I'm going, okay, so that that's the day on Batu. That's when you're there. Mm. So, but maybe you know me. I'm always trying to because oh, like yeah. Andy's digging this idea. Maybe they are able to also have other with this kind of prequel set tales of Batu that mm. that might be. I don't know, but you bring up a very good point. You know what they about been? the merch. It should have been like sequel era Batu in California and prequel era Batu because we go there in Thrawn Alliances, prequel era Batu in Orlando. And that incentivizes people to oh, go see, to both. That would have pissed me off as someone that's like, it takes so a lot of... Like, I have to see both now. And the rides <laughs> could be different. Like, you know, you've got the Millennium Falcon and Rise of the Resistance here. And then over there, you've got Anakin Skywalker running around. You've got the clone trip. Like, I don't know. But you could have, if you'd made them same world, but just different times, because it's mm. all a long time ago anyway. Yes. Far, far away. And, and <laughs> it would add, like, the collectors would go crazy because the merch is different in both parks. And yeah, I wonder what Andy and Josh would think about that and chat kind of thing. But uh, I don't know. Let me know. Andy and Josh, would you guys go crazy if the merch was different in both parks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah so oh I didn't think about the merch you're right dang it because that's what I was like oh you, you know because and Andy's right they they keep updating Star Tours like I think there's something ridiculous like there's like 27 different outcomes you could get because there's like three different bits the only Star Tours I did was the one in Disneyland Paris so I didn't even understand hearing C3PO in French is, is quite something is hilarious. You would understand him because you yeah. speak French. I do not. I speak Spanish. Well, I say speak Spanish. I can ask questions in Spanish. Like I understand it better than I speak it, but I certainly can't write it. But it was just like with French, I can't even do the pronunciation because every time I look at it, I want to try Here. to pronounce it like it's in oh, right Spanish. And I, I don't know how true this is, but I here we go. We're gonna have like a linguistics. I yes. also heard that like French in Canada is different than French and France, and you can tell. I mean, some difference. of the words are different just because they evolved in different directions. But the it's, yeah. the it's on the accent. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the people, you yeah. can tell like with the accent. It is and, noticeably different. Yeah, so I mean, it's probably the same with Spanish and you know Latin American Spanish. So anyway, probably. there you go. This is now a linguistic a language podcast. lesson. There you go, a language lesson. A French fun fact: Darth Vader is called Dark Vader in French because you can't do the th sound. <laughs> Really? Yeah, you can't, you can't go, it's Dark Vader in French. That's hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was a typo the first time I saw it, and then 
my roommate's like, no, that's, that's just, that was, that was another cool thing when we went to Disneyland, um, Paris, cause we literally did like the last, um, they do these like seasons kind of like the other parks do. And we did, um, a legends of the force. Um, and the, the cast member will come out and they will ask Anglais or Francais, we'll say Anglais. And so Darth Vader's literally changing his voice, but oh hearing, God. hearing Darth Vader in French is scary. Because I guess because I don't understand what he's saying. So I am literally just like, whatever you want, okay? Sure. And Phasma too. Like there was like a march. It's on my Instagram somewhere from, it was like last year, but it was like, you could hear, and she's doing the march on just, I'm butchering it. It's basically about face and like turn left, turn right. But it just sounded so badass. Yeah. It's in a mask. Darth Vader is scary no matter what language. When I saw him at Disneyland, California, I went by myself, walked into the room. He took one step towards me. I took two steps back. (laughs) Part of my brain kicked it. Like Part of my brain knows it's a guy in a costume, but the bigger part of my brain is like, what have you done to incur Darth Vader's wrath? So I just took two steps back. I think the only one that I just couldn't take serious was Kylo Ren. Just hearing his mask in French, it was just like... My problem with Kylo Ren is I know Adam Driver is taller than me, but the park's Kylo Ren is shorter than me. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, everybody's taller than me. I'm five foot four, so hey ho, everyone's taller than me. But um, speaking of five four, this is a very random segue, but Carrie Fisher was five four. And it was her birthday yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> And you shared some great, like, top five and a half, like, with a, or top five with a bonus kind of ways to celebrate her. And I, I wanted to speak about her, too, because actually the podcast namesake is a play on one of her books, you know, Postcards from the Edge. And then, of course, Galaxy's Edge. So it made sense. And Carrie Fisher has really been quite an inspiration to me. I actually find Carrie Fisher more inspirational to me than Princess Leia ever was. Like, I always loved Princess Leia. And it's funny, this also will slightly tie into our main discussion um, of how you and I met and where this all came from, because we used to, we heard all these wonderful moments from women and the Star Wars fandom. But um, yeah, I just, I miss her dearly. I also like that she was a champion for mental health. You know, she kind of made it okay to be like, I'm effed up. But you know what? I own it and just be your true self. And be, I don't know. I'm not I'm not vocalizing it very well, but um, you're feeling it. It's coming. From yeah. 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 But um, so now I, it's it's awesome. And uh, yeah, I have a I have a fun like story and memory. So Ooh, yes. me and my better half, we <laughs> we went to like a London um, kind of Comic Con. Um, it wasn't like the official London Comic Con, but it was like in Earl's Court or something like that. Um, and she was doing photo ops and autographs. Well, she canceled her photo op in the afternoon because she wasn't feeling well. So we were like, okay, fine. We'll wait in the queue and we will get the autograph. But then the deal between me and my better half was you get your name on it, but I get to speak to her. I was like, fair enough. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, so I have a, a signed photo. And the best part is, see if I can do this right. If you look at, between the two ends there's a break you're right there yeah there's a break because obviously she's writing in cursive or joined up or whatever every country has its own name because she actually stopped and was like is it two ends or one so she stopped to double check the spelling of my name and everything and so just to see that kind of nuance it wasn't just a it was just yeah it was really cool and you know we were talking about 
I really enjoy her and so does my better half as an author. And so we were saying, you know, we're both a little bit weird, but we really liked your book kind of thing. She's like, oh, embrace the weird. And of course, Gary was literally right there <laughs> with his tongue sticking out. But um, it was just it was it was really cool. Really cool. So, um, yeah, so um, it was really neat seeing everyone's kind of uh, I can't top your top five. Like that was awesome. I watched that this morning and I was just like, heck, yeah. I think the only sad thing is we don't have looking for Leia in the UK. I still have not, not seen it. Nope. And I, I have to see if I can try to find it on YouTube, but uh, we just got it internationally here. Let me see who's carrying it. Maybe I can send it because the sci-fi channel doesn't work here. Yeah. And that's, we got it internationally some other way. So maybe I can. Yeah. Because I'd love to see because I actually because I reached out to some of the production crew of Looking for Leia when they were first kind of looking for editors. And I said, hey, I'm an editor professionally. I would love to help with the project in any way. Obviously, nothing came out of it. And that's totally cool. But, you know, I, I, I think I. I didn't go to the main person at Celebration. I just said, oh, someone's like, oh, that's looking for Leia. And I, I, I didn't know everyone's name or right. I wasn't in the sphere like I am now. <laughs> like Celebration, hopefully I get to go, is like going to be different because obviously I didn't know anybody like when I went. So that's how I met Jerry and I you know, didn't know you. So it'll be a whole lot more people to oh, yeah. say hi and you'll get hugs from this little munchkin kind of being like, Hi! <laughs> <laughs> It'll be that like I was gonna go this year, but I didn't know anybody in the community when I bought my ticket, but now I do. So now it'll be different. Well, it was funny because like I I didn't like I really pushed for 2019 because it was the last for a while film, cinema, and you know, you know, and Disney Plus obviously at that time hadn't come out. So we didn't know what it was going to be. So it was one of those like, well, I'm definitely gonna go and we have this big hype of this movie and everything. And seeing the re- I still tear up when I watch the reactions to the trailer and just feeling that emotion in there. Just so but I think now 2022 is gonna mean more on like a personal level because it's like we got through it, guys. All the Twitter hate and drama and cancel culture and all this. We're here. We, we made it. <laughs> Yo, that too. We got through mm-hmm. a pandemic together. Oh, I know. That too. Like, yeah. So it's just one of those, like, I, I probably will be hugging and crying at the same time to be like, I'm finally meeting you after three years. But yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's right. It will be three years. Yeah. It'll be a while, but it's okay. We got, we have things to do. And speaking of which, kind of talking a little bit on the pandemic, one of the things and how you and I actually got in touch was I wasn't quite sure what my life was going to be like, obviously trying to do a podcast and what's going on with my job and things. So I just took a step back and started doing more like a documentary style. And this is why Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge just kind of took a a back seat because also it's kind of hard to talk about things when you're worried about your loved ones and in the heart of the pandemic. And it's funny, the first episode of what I is a four part series called the moment star Wars spoke to me is based off different groups of the fandom and no one or other is better or, you know, separated or anything. It's just, you hear different opinions. Um, yeah. So it made sense to do the ladies first. Cause I, I had the idea in January and then started reaching out. Cause I think I reached, I think you actually reached out to me and yeah, you were you like, a, a call on yeah. Twitter. And then I, I was like, this sounds like fun. And then I'm going, I have a dinky blog with like three posts on it. <laughs> and I'm not much of anybody. And then an article of mine got published on star Wars, I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's valid enough. And <laughs> <laughs> you. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that. I was like, you're still come on down. You are still part of it. Definitely. And you were actually the first person to submit your stuff too. Like you were literally the first person that sent me the footage and everything. And what was your moment for my uh, moment that spoke to me as a woman was when was Admiral Holdo's character arc. Specifically, what I was thinking was the moment she drives the ship, the Radis, through the Star Destroyer. Because because she gets a lot of unnecessary hate. Mm. I know a lot of people say she should have done this, she should have done that. Like, she's the boss. She shouldn't have done any of that. <laughs> she doesn't owe this recently demoted. I love Poe Dameron with all my heart, don't get me wrong. But she does not owe this recently demoted pilot an explanation. Yeah. Maybe in this case, it would have helped. How is she supposed to know that? If the well, yeah. if an admiral shows up and says, this is what we're doing, please do it. She is operating under the expectation that they will do it. So I, I just felt in that moment that she was getting a lot of unnecessary hate. I'm like, well, I'm going to say something because, because I, I don't know. I liked her and I feel I, somebody no, needs to stand up for Holdo. Well, what I, what I liked about it was it was, I got a, obviously, as we were just talking about Carrie Fisher, I got a lot of Princess Leia. Um, and obviously my moment and like Lacey Gillerin and somebody else was Ray and things like that. But to get Holdo, that was great because I had only kind of heard, you know, because again, I wasn't as tapped in quite yet to the fandom, but was like, oh, Admiral Holdo, it should have just been Akbar that like took it out and rah, 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 rah. So to hear someone go why they liked it and go into, I was just like, yes, okay, this is this. And it really just showed me, I was like, okay, I need to keep doing these because i'm learning and actually because i wasn't actually a big fan of holdo at first i was like i love laura dern i mean she's yeah. always ellie sattler like she's i remember <laughs> i remember because jurassic park came out when i was like in second grade and i wanted to be a paleontologist and i remember the boys on the the playground were like girls can't be paleontologists and then jurassic park came out that summer and i literally was just like what now obviously it wasn't like tough but yeah yeah <laughs> but it was it was really cool so she will always be like ellie sattler from jurassic park to me but then seeing her in you know the last jedi at first it was just kind of like man i i wanted to see more it's a shame that she kind of went and i think the last thing about the last jedi is it's you need to really digest it and actually the same can be said for yeah. gross um it was just one of those like so by seeing what i'm getting at is when i by seeing your moment it actually made me appreciate it even more and actually maybe really yeah. relook on her character. And actually I need to read because she has a, she's fleshed out more in um, Princess, Princess of Alderaan yeah. and things like that, which you also let me know. So I was like, okay, I got to get that on audiobook. Just waiting for Audible to get it. Because um, again, I, North America always gets the audiobooks. Not get quite it, get it okay. all <laughs> like I understand the inclination that people had to want admiral akbar to do it i never felt that way because i honestly until i don't know last until the force awakens like when i really dove into this could not have told you without checking which movie admiral akbar was in like that's <laughs> how attached i am to the fish man so <laughs> when somebody's like he just died unceremoniously on the radis my first thing was he was on the radis <laughs> i didn't notice <laughs> i'm just not paying attention so i like but the thing is, I think somebody had, without a trace of irony, said that not only should he have driven the ship into the Star Destroyer, but he should have shouted, it's a trap while he did. I'm like, this isn't Reddit. Like, this isn't the sub-thread for, like, prequel memes. Like, this isn't what this is. 
Yeah. That wouldn't, that wouldn't have paid off narratively the way this did. Yeah. I, do you think so. sometimes because you have a writer's viewpoint, because you're a professional writer, because you are, like, does that, like, sometimes do you think that hinders it a little bit? Or not hinders, but you, you can see. It affects see, the way I see it. Yeah. Hinders like the thing, the thing with, and I promise this is the last time I'll talk about trust today. The <laughs> thing about it is with the last, you're right. They, it needs to be digested. Like the first time I said, I didn't really know what to make of it. Then I saw it again. I'm like, okay, so this is one of those things where the harder you look at it, the more you scratch away at the surface and see what they were going for. Yeah. Whereas my feeling from a storytelling point of view is the closer I look at trust, the more I have a harder time seeing a story and more seeing a, a storyteller's decision. Like we're mm -hmm. doing this because, because I want to explain this because it looks cool because it, but I'm like, but this doesn't, to me, anyway, I know I know. Oh I yeah, love and please know, especially people me, in the comments or watch it. They, yeah, the you like it. I right? look at it, the more it falls apart. Yeah. So that's that's my angle on it. I'm just sitting here casually saying that I could write a better story. <laughs> please don't hate me. Like, I just <laughs> give it to somebody else. Let them take a non-nostalgic pass at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then come no, back. definitely. So yeah, all all uh, systems or all remaining systems, I think, kind of nailed it. He's like, I couldn't believe people took Akbar that seriously, when he's mostly known for a moment of his incompetence. That's a huge joke among fans. It's a trap. There you go. <laughs> well, one thing said. I do like about Akbar is his son's name is Aftab, which means sunshine in Persian, which I like. Really? Yeah, I think it's funny oh, he named his cool. son son, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's my own personal <laughs> joke. <laughs> Me and good, two though. other people think this is funny. Right? But that's good. And that's leading into kind of our... our kind oh, of, yes. Yes. And I'm um, segue. That works. So not to leave the other two episodes obviously forgotten. So, of course, I, I wanted to hear the male perspective. But obviously, I didn't want to just have, like, guys. Because, you know, and actually, that's when I had joined the network. Because, like, the, this documentary is kind of my first premiere on the actual network. Um, and so we have several fathers and I was like, you know, what? we, we got to hear the father's perspective, especially with the sequel trilogy. And now the Mandalorian having that kind of father son or father daughter arc, what they talk about. It. And again, we had some great moments like hearing about like that moment where, you know, Ben Solo sees his father. And I all the more reason why I'm, I totally agree that that's the moment it should have been him, not Anakin kind of thing. And I feel slight hot take. I feel like if people are saying, oh, it should have been Anakin, you, you, you may not be a dad and not understand why. But there are some great moments. And then it's interesting. We kind of took a we had you on board for the third episode as like um, a coordinator and a producer yeah. for um, the moment it spoke to, you know, I guess because um, it was the moment, you know, Star Wars spoke to me as a woman, the moment Star Wars spoke to me as a father. But then when I asked you about, like, I was like, you helped with the titles because I was like, well, I don't want to, how do you say like for LGBT, but like without putting lgbt and you had the greatest suggestion of saying well put with love and it actually worked out but the other thing was this was the first time it was kind of like okay we're now hitting a kind of group of people that it's starting but it's there's definitely room for more so it was very interesting a different kind of narrative or not narrative but just like people's moments that, yeah and this is where i definitely 
pulled your writer chops. I was like, okay, when we ask for people for moments, you know, because we want to keep obviously still a positive tone, but not censor the message, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, you you could explain this part a bit better. Like, yeah. it's like we wanted to still have the focus be what you liked about it, but we were acknowledging that you can't, like, I can unabashedly love Holdo's character arc, but there are the kind of representation for the LGBTQ plus episode is it's always going to be tempered by the fact that there isn't a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to acknowledge that too, that, you know, what do you want going forward? Yeah. So, and then this is now our latest episode, which we were really kind of starting to dive in headfirst. And then that's when a lot of the black lives matter thing was really kicking off. And I remember reaching out to you and I was like, I really feel this is still important, but is it in good taste kind of thing? I never, I never wanted it to seem like, oh, I'm just doing this as an opportunity and yeah. things like that. So RZ has been full on like producer and really the vo because this last episode isn't, I mean, I'm editing it and putting it together, but it isn't my voice. And that's why it's like, I've really will let you kind of talk about it kind of thing yeah. about our... Still so yeah, you're, when you see this video, you're going to see me three times because I start it and I end it. And then I have my own moments in the middle, but <laughs> a different shirt every time, but um, so, <laughs> just something to keep an eye out on. So, um, so the thing with this episode is that it's less, it, it's not as easy to pin down moments because it's called with hope and the focus is uh, BIPOC fans. So the, it is less easy to pin down those moments for some of us because with our with love episode, there are a lot of things that could speak to people as an LGBTQ plus person that are on an emotional level. So things like Ahsoka leaving the Jedi order is something that that could speak to you in that way. But short of, of your characters sort of living through a conflict and maybe people like you have lived through a conflict or something like that, Short of that, you can't really take take an experience and translate it to BIPOC representation. It's you're there or you're not. So that was the that was the challenge with the episode. So I think of all of them, this one has the biggest focus on what I want to see in the future because that's what most of us focused on was this, but this is what I want in the future. Yeah. There was there's a much heavier focus on on what isn't there. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, it's still with the, I mean, and there are some people that they are pretty strong with how they feel. And that is absolutely fine because we've had many conversations kind of offline where it's like, you know, it, me, I just always attach it, um, not attack it, um, approach it from an editing. And also I know as an editor, documentaries can be very manipulative like you can manipulate what someone is saying so there's been a few people or we've had a conversation going right i don't want to have their message missed or what they're trying to say accidentally be misrepresented yeah. kind of thing but we've had some fantastic i'm really excited and actually it, it's got me like i'm so pumped like say i know it's not quite star wars related but i messaged you yesterday i'm so pumped for raya and yes. The last, the last dragon, and that trailer, and what stood out to me is they, perp like I felt in a good way, purposely just showed four distinct, because it's I believe it's supposed to be South Asian, Southeast Asia, 
Yeah. And it's like they made a point and that's a big region. And they made a point of like showing four very different looking people when she's saying this part in the trailer. And I'm just. Yeah. But the cool thing is for me, it's like, I I guess. And this is where Arzu has really been teaching me. I don't see that kind of stuff. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is a cool character. Look at the amazing dynamic lighting and the music. And like Moana is one of my favorite Disney films. And I don't see that. Obviously realize, oh, that's made ground you know leaps and bounds because of showing yeah. that i don't want to say i don't want to say the wrong group thank you i thought it was, I thought it was yeah. polynesian but i didn't want to yeah. say the wrong group kind of thing so and i'm so happy for kelly marie tran like yes i'm yeah. ready for her to have her renaissance kind of thing i think she's gonna absolutely smash it i secretly want a documentary just like frozen got on yes. disney plus I get it yeah if what you, you haven't watched is absolutely fascinating because it's very similar to what like it's like being in visual effects. I'm like watching it. I was like, oh my God, this is my day job. And the whole chaos of like, oh, we have to adjust this. And oh, this isn't working. And it's just the only difference is in visual effects, you don't have the narrative choices. Like, I mean, I think the only one that was very similar to that was Lion King because obviously John Favreau was right there and we did all the visual effects for it. And it practically was an all visual effect film. But it, um, so yeah, I'm very excited for Raya and the last, the dragon and i i hope that area of people are excited about that too because that's the other thing i i don't want to be ignorant being like yay great representation for you and then they're like no it's wrong i'm like oh well there, there are there are some people who feel that you know it, it's which is the same problem people had with moana the same mm. problem arguably that we could have with aladdin is that it is painting an entire region with a very broad brush mm, of course so which which is a criticism i understand because i as much as I like the new Aladdin, like the live action, I understand that by lumping absolutely everybody in one group and then not having anybody of that group behind the scenes, then that does wind up painting mm. the Middle East with an extremely broad, vaguely South Asian brush. So that's, but at the end of the day, I still enjoy it because it's still a net positive of like a Middle Eastern love story. So <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yes. But, and it's the same thing with Raya. Like some people are like, this is too broad because Southeast Asia is huge. But then I see other reactions uh, from other people where they're like, oh, my God, I have an outfit like this or somebody I know wears their hair this way or like, you know, that just these little things that feel so familiar. I'm like, this is nice. Like, this is this is a good thing because it's what representation should be. It shouldn't just be like you exist to be the representation. It's like you exist to tell a story, but everything in the background is going to ring true for the person you were trying to represent. Yeah, because that's something that's I've been I I've been learning by like having conversations and listening to people share their moments and things is what's the difference between having like true true representation and it having it be appropriation. Is that the word? Of- right. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally it's all, Yeah. Like it's a caricature or something like you're just yeah. like, mm, you know, and so that's been very insightful for me. So I guess really like that's that's just i don't know i just i know right now time is crap and everyone everybody is struggling with something so that's why i was just like let's embrace and we're also we're waiting for new content it was like let's embrace what we have so far and what we love and i mean we we got a a moment that literally just kind of snuck in at the last minute and it's really exciting like i never even thought about it and i'm gonna put you on the spot i i want you to kind of share your moment my moment okay yes so my my moment came in in two parts so part of it is from an essay in one of the age of resistance comics in the rose tico comic where the writer is basically talking about how excited she was to see rose tico for the first time because it's somebody who looks very familiar to her and then and the reason that was a moment for me is that i am envious and i want that for myself 
so that was part of it. And then the other part of it was um, on the Mandalorian, the character of Dr. Pershing, who I have officially now spoken about for maybe 10 times his runtime on the show. I talk about him all the time. I'm extremely excited at the possibility of them going to Camino in season two and him coming back. But that's so that's the other thing is that he's played by an Iranian American actor. And just jumped out at me when I was watching it because I've seen him in something else. So I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) an Iranian guy. And it's like one of those things where I didn't know what I was missing until until I got it. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was my moment. But I will I will go on more about it in the episode. Complete with maybe a screenshot of the one time I tweeted at him. Yes, I was just about to say, you're going to talk about the tweet. (laughs) I can talk about the tweet. So I saw him and I it's one of those things where I tell myself a stupid joke and laugh about it. I'm like, maybe somebody else should hear it too. So I just tweeted that I had already laughed. So I just tweeted that I had seen him in the Mandalorian playing a doctor because even in the galaxy far, far away, Iranian kids only get three career choices. And like the, the standard joke is doctor, engineer, or lawyer. Lawyer is for the artsy kids. So that was, that was like what I, I'm like, because apparently even then we only have three jobs to choose from. And then he sees it, retweets it, and he's like, he just spit his coffee out. I thought he said, and I'm like, see, he gets it. Like, this is what this kind of representation means is that we can make these little jokes like that that would not have been available to me with another actor playing the part. So, do you know what I also liked? And I was thinking about when I was editing your moment, what I like is also he's not a villain. No. No, he he even says, no, 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 he's alive because of me, you know, like I to save the baby, you know, it's he's not a villain. Like, that's the other thing I always worry about. It's like, oh, only certain, you know, nationalities play villains. And so that's why I like that. I was like, he's like, no, 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 he's alive because of me kind of thing. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. They put a Middle Eastern guy in there and he's not a terrorist. You're allowed to say it. <laughs> I'll say it because I know you can't. But it's true. It's true, especially in a world like Star Wars. How easy would it be to put a Middle Eastern guy in there and then have him be a terrorist? Yeah. And he's not. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Knowing what little I do know about, like, I can't speak for Dave, but obviously working and hearing daily conversations with John Favreau, like, I know they think about those things yeah. and they really take on board, but it doesn't feel shoehorned. Like, I, I personally feel that it's obvious everything always still has a way to go, but I still bleh, personally feel the Mandalorian has the biggest kind of cast of characters that are different. Like, a lot, I, I could be wrong, help me out here, but I feel like there is, you know. It's- yeah, they 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 have taken strides that they have a, you know, they have Pedro Pascal in the lead. They've got a lot of African American actors. Like they 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 are taking steps that way. Which yeah, I don't know if that came from maybe people not being sure about the show, so they didn't care too much mm. and just let them cast wider. Because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to drag it. I haven't seen it. I don't know. But of all the casting announcements we got was an awful lot of white people now that mm. it's a sure thing. Actually, I never thought about that. I mean, there's a couple, like the rumor of Rosario Dawson and his name just flew out of my head, but Boba Fett, maybe. Oh, God, Timothy. Oh, no, no uh, Maura Morrison. Maura Morrison, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, other than that, everybody else is white. But I don't know if that's, that's just because really that's... Awesome. Yeah. I don't know why. But the tendency seems to be, like, you can take a... You can take more risks when they don't think it's a sure thing. 
Nah, but I hope that fair. the trend continues and that they continue to cast a wide, diverse net. Yeah, because it's been good so far. I want I want the chick from episode four to come back. Um, oh, oh, Omera. Yes. Oh, she, she, she did so hard. She she needs to come back. Yeah, she was awesome. Like the yeah. reason he's not in the sequel trilogy is because he settled down with Omera. Yeah, there you go. To raise their children, her daughter <laughs> and baby Yoda. There you go. There you go. But um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's coming out. So it's um, the moment Star Wars spoke to me, and it is premiering next Thursday on this network, the Beyond the Blast Doors network. Um, and if you're new to this network or the show or everything, we have something every day for you. So Monday we've got Josh and Andy from the Holo Chronicles, which cover all things uh, collecting. We kind of hijacked it for Monday Night Football on this Monday, but they are fantastic, and I mean they get all the fun toys. Absolutely love them. Tuesday is Around the Galaxy with Pete, which is kind of like a like a talk show. Um, um, uh, uh, beyond the actor studio, yeah, interview and the um, the, studio, yeah. the John the John Lipton show, the, or the yeah, the, um, the, the actor studio. studio. That's it. Um, and then now we've swapped. So um, beyond the best, <laughs> beyond they the blast do this live. So well, I Wednesday nights, Penn Eastern with David Amelotti, Pete Fletcher, and myself as the she new just... co-host. <laughs> They get so tongue tied. They make everyone makes it look so easy, and then I'm trying to do it off the cuff, and it's just like, nope. You've been you've been carrying this show for almost an hour now. <laughs> Let me just, I'll help you out at the end. Uh, then Thursday is me with postcards from the galaxy's edge, where we're gonna kind of talk more reflective stuff. Also, some gaming things. I'm really big into Star Wars gaming. Like I said, Voodoo Squadron is uh, the network's kind of Twitch flying you can become part of it so arzu we got to get you on it we'll be the night sisters kind of thing yes very much so um so that's thursdays and then fridays is kind of we have like it's fridays kind of like our game night or like wild card we've had bounty hunters on um sometimes we're gonna have like streaming star wars is coming back in the morning during uh when the mandalorian is out and things like so friday is our wild card and of course to finish off your weekly podcast we have scotty and jerry uh with the bombad cast which is always a fun trip you never know what you're going to get it's just it's a good it's good saturday feels definitely so that is us at the beyond the blast doors network so yes the the moment Star Wars spoke to me will be premiering next week and things like that. But um, yeah, I wanted to try to talk a little bit about the behind the scenes, but I don't, I mean, cause it's, it's, it's interesting. There's like it's for the, the documentary. Of, yeah, it was, it was a lot of coordination. Um, big thank you to my friend Suara who put me in touch with most, if not all of the people. Oh, well, cool. not, I not didn't realize that. He was, realize he was the one who gave me almost all of the names. Oh, nice. Thank I you, Suara. <laughs> so, project literally would not exist without him so thank you to him um and it was just a lot of like reaching out and coordination and then the the nice thing is like for our first three episodes a lot of the people in them are fairly well known in our circle like they are generally content creators podcasters whatever but this was a little different like they are also content creators but maybe less yeah less well known in in this network circle anyway so that was that was nice it was like a whole it's a whole new set of voices for the upcoming video Absolutely. Except, except for me, who, like this week, will be appearing three times. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, it would just happen that you joined the network and we, we've been working on stuff together for like four yeah. months. And it was just like, you know what? I think Arzu's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we but, made it official. 
Yeah, we did. We made it absolutely official. But yeah, mad props to you because it is what people don't realize. It's a lot of coordinating. It's a lot of communication. You know, things like how do you spell your name? You know, what's your Twitter handle? Do you have photos so we could put it for the closing credits? You know, finding the footage for what they're talking about. Because some of those moments are very specific, like the with loved one. Like you had to help out because... um, uh, Scotty Gibson was the one yeah. from the aftermath, and you read you read the, the sat there reading aftermath out loud. Yeah. I mean, and it was so hard. I couldn't even find like fan art of these two, and I was just like, so it's you got to get very creative sometimes. Like it's just one of those like, oh my god. But there's one moment I don't want to spoil it, but like it's from like the, the not the Clone Wars, but like the 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 other animated Clone Wars. I don't know the name, but it looks more it's like an anime. 2005 Clone Wars. Yeah, the, it's like I forget the name, but it's like more of an anime style. And I, you and I were chatting. You're like, "How did you find this?" I was like, I'm "You so luckily, impressed. you luckily had the spelling of the people, and I was able to find it. Otherwise, I would not have been able to find it." <laughs> there's a couple of there's a couple of moments too. We were talking about this before, where you know some things are pretty straightforward. It's this moment when this happened, and then you can pull the footage for that. But there's a couple of moments when people are discussing more broad concepts within this within like the sequel trilogy or whatever, where Shannon's like, but what do we show? Because it's an audio recording, so you can't just yeah. cut back to the speaker. So, so what do we show to make sure that that these broad concepts come across? So we sort of have to think of like which bits of footage to pull and put together so that you get the logical jump that the speaker is making. Yes, because also you have so, to be careful what you're showing because half of, you know, obviously yeah. the visual medium is half of show and half what you hear. So you, they could be seeing something really positive and then you're putting like a negative image. People are going to yeah. see the negative image and or vice versa. So it's kind of like, yeah. Let's just make this very clear that it's like this and then this and then this and then this. So yeah, there's like been many. I can't, I have no editing skills. But like this the is first video pretty- I sent her, the best I could do was hack out my outtakes. And even now, I don't bother anymore. She just gets raw footage from me. I'm just like, nah, done. Bish, bash, bosh. <laughs> We're good. Oh, it's hilarious. She'll be like, sorry, there's some, exp- you know, swearing in it. Yeah. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I think my intro, I stop in the middle, swore twice, and then just picked it up again. <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm very excited and again i'm also very excited to have new voices and faces and things people never really thought of because i know a lot of them is things i never even thought of and i'm i'm very our, excited our last moment that when we just got that i want to spoil this for anybody but i hadn't thought of it mostly but there's one of the things she mentioned going yeah that did occur to me yeah like sort of with with the kind of rep she's talking about i'm like that did occur to me for about a second and then but then to see yeah. her apply it more broadly was pretty cool yeah so it's it's going to be great. And just thanks to everyone who's been checking it out and people who have been participating. I've met so many fantastic people and it, it's been a blast. And I, I it all started with you, RZ, <laughs> being my first person, being like, yeah, I'll send you some moments that spoke to me as a woman. Heck yeah. And I'm like, yes, it just needs one. Yes. OK. <laughs> one to get it going. So that's why it was just it's it's interesting how quickly life has gotten us to where you're now part of the network. Whereas when we first started this journey, we were both just like, uh, I wasn't even part of the network. I was just like, I'm a podcaster. Oh, I write a blog. And look at us now. Like, I almost five didn't send later. you. I almost didn't send you my moment initially after I got in touch. I'm like, maybe I should pick something else because it was the last Jedi moment. And I didn't know how you felt about the last Jedi. I'm like, what if she just doesn't use it? Because she doesn't like the movie. <laughs> Obviously, you're not like that, but I yeah, know. But of course, you don't know that. Like, you could be like, oh. I, I wanted to post something about 
getting involved with this on my blog, which is a post I still haven't written, but I went to, I'm like, but then what if she doesn't use it? Cause she doesn't like the last Jedi. And then I look stupid. So I just didn't <laughs> post it. Oh, Maybe I will at the end of the year in like a retrospective. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got someone. Oh, so people are asking when they're going to fly with us in squadrons and things like that. I uh, don't know. Cause time zones, like it's eight 30 for me. It's what seven thirty for you? No, sorry, three uh, thirty for me. Three thirty. Yeah. Most most of the network is on <laughs> in the evenings. I'm not because I'm still trying to not just spin in a circle when I'm supposed to be going straight. Like <laughs> I I can't play for more than fifteen minutes at a time because I make myself nauseous. So uh, I um yeah. I get angry like I, or I, I like I can't find them. I can't find the ships where I'm just like wait where are you? I need to finish the story mode. So I finished Jedi Fallen Same. Order today. So yeah we're ready to go but with that we are right at an hour and things so um arzu thank you it's been an amazing journey uh, it's going to be interesting when it's all over kind of like what, what now what now we'll <laughs> that's why i was like okay guess postcards of the galaxy's edge needs to come back um but <laughs> now it's different because i'm part of a network can't be saying the same stuff but yeah it'll be fine yeah. <laughs> absolutely fine. Be good. It's gonna yeah, be fun. so uh let everybody know where can they find you so you can find me on Twitter at Arzu Amin. You can follow, you can find me writing for beyondtheblastdoors.com um, and for thegeekywaffle.com. I write and contribute there as well. I am at my own website, arzud2.com. And I am on this network Wednesday nights at 10 Eastern on Beyond the Blast Doors Live. I'm the new, I'm the new kid in town. I'm the new co-host. It's awesome. It's awesome. And you can find me at PCGE underscore podcast, or you could also find me streaming on Twitch, all things Star Wars games at shenanigan underscore plays, which that is an E-N at the end, not an A-N. And uh, yeah, just playing all things kind of Star Wars, going to throw in some Sims soon, uh, Squadrons, always still doing some Battlefront 2. Jedi Fallen Order, I think, is going to get a break now because there's a lot of rage quitting. But you can find me and Arzu. We're both part of uh, Voodoo Squadron. We will eventually see you all eventually in the stars. <laughs> Just got to get our training wheels off <laughs> so we can actually contribute. And of course, you can also find all that information on the website, which is beyondtheblastdoors.com. So yeah, that is that is it. So thank you very much for coming on our zoo. And yeah, we will all see you guys next time. 